there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch, Paul, live downtown Las Vegas. This show is brought to you by DraftKings, and we are loaded today over the next three hours. We're going to tie in everything that we can get to from uh, the weekend that was in the divisional round to the upcoming championship Sunday that we have. We'll talk about all the games, give you a preview of the two games that we have on Sunday. And then there were four, Pauly. Um, it's getting really, really good now. Some juggernauts are still remaining here to go to the Super Bowl. And the game that was played last night, the um, the cap to the weekend, and a fitting way to close out with the Bills hosting the Chiefs and that poor Bills fan who was crying in the stadium when the game was finally over with sums up Bill's betters and uh, the state of that organization and how tortured they are as a fan base. But I do think even with that number going back and forth the entire time uh, before kickoff of two and a half or three, the, the Chiefs were the right side there in that game. And it probably should have been worse than what it was. I mean, when you run basically 43 plays and you have 360 yards of offense, and you have eight plays of 20 yards or more compared to the Bills with zero, and you completely botched it again after the stupid fake punt by Sean McDermott, and you're running Hardman at the goal line for some reason I will never be able to comprehend. Chiefs were the right side there, and they probably deserve to be playing Baltimore in the AFC title game. Yep, yep, and wide right again, which even if Bass makes it, it's not going to matter. Mahomes is going to go right down the field. McDermott butchered that at the end. Or even if you score, you're going to give Mahomes all that time. And uh, don't put it on Bass. I mean, I didn't think he was going to make it anyways. But Diggs is wide open and drops the bomb. Allen has guys open. He could have had a touchdown there on two of the throws or at least a first down. Allen completely screwed up that sequence. Yeah, absolutely. And that is just a tough way to go out. But you also have so many guys hurt on the defensive side of the ball. And six years in a row, Mahomes is in the AFC title game. And it's just all the issues they had on offense and the drops. And here they are 
one win away from going back to the Super Bowl. It's nuts. But you, you feel for the Buffalo fans, I don't think they're going to beat. They're probably going to get run out against the Ravens anyways. But, but you just you really have to look at yourself in the mirror and examine things now in the offseason because there's some monster head coaches out there. You can't get over the hump. This is their ceiling. It's a big deal that you can't beat Mahomes because he's not going anywhere. And, and the Bills get beat again. You finally, you got this game at home. You finally got Mahomes coming to town, and you still lost. Got the lead at halftime. Had the lead at halftime, yep. You're able to run on this team. Yep. They're giving you ever, everything that you want underneath. Nothing deep. You know, Spagnuolo's really, really good. Obviously, he's a defensive coordinator. But you're running on that team, and then it just, man, I, the fake punt really drove me nuts. I don't know why yeah. he was pulling out the Dan Campbell business there. Well, that's Hamlin. I mean, that's, I don't know why. Why they would do? They saw uh, something they, there on I the know field. they saw that they were Ten short guys a guy on the and field. Call thought, it. Yep. Uh, yep. But I, th- I think you're exactly right. Like if you're Buffalo and you have a chance, I mean, honestly, if you think about it for a second, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you could step into a team like Buffalo and have a you know a borderline Super Bowl ready team the minute that you take over. Compared to like if he goes to the Chargers, they have a lot of work to do in L.A. Yep. Now he'll make it work over the years. I'm quite confident in that because he works wherever you. Or Belichick, if you're the Bills, honestly, do you not sure. send out a Hail Mary last night? Sure. Say, hey, look, I know you're getting hot and heavy here with Atlanta, but we're willing to move on from McDermott if you want to come here. I would I would absolutely talk to every single person I could imaginable if I'm the Buffalo Bills. Do you I, right? I, I know a guy who covered the team who, who tweeted that out. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I mean, you just call Harbaugh, say how much you want. Let's go. Yep. I can't take this anymore. I mean, you know, it's a big problem if you can't beat Mahomes. And <laughs> they can't beat Mahomes. And it's, I know you had injuries, but I, there's a lot of changes I would make. And I, I just, Diggs can take his tired act and go somewhere else too. Because I need him and he's wide open and he drops a bomb. So between wide right and how, how they lose that game and you get, the, you get the gift touchdown to Shakir on third and goal from the 13, you're thinking they're going to do this. They can, and they can't get a stop. Yep. So again, uh, after the two-minute warning, when they're down 27-24, Josh Allen is going into the end zone. He had the one guy wide open, missed him. Mm-hmm. Um, he threw it too short on that. But again, you have to pick up nine yards. That's it. And he's he's playing. By the way, if they score there, think about this for a second. If you score a touchdown there, you're going to give Kansas City approximately yeah, a minute 40-ish to work with. They have two timeouts. And oh, by the way, this is the same team that beat you two years ago when there were 13 seconds left in, in the game. Right. How'd you not learn some sort of a lesson there? the way that you were managing the clock. If the, a touchdown there is essentially, in my opinion, no good. Because, yeah, you're going to go up four. If Bass makes the extra point, mind you, but not, you have to get a stop from Mahomes when you couldn't get a stop the entire game. That's why they're sick of McDermott and Buffalo, because of game management and, and all that, how, how you played that time and time again. So, right, it was even if you score, he has an eternity, or he makes the field goal. Yep. He's just going to go right down the field, and Bucker's going to kick the game-winning field goal anyways. So then that whole sequence, when it was Hamlin, saw that they were down a man or two on special teams, the fake punt, then after that, this is what still bothers me a little bit about the Chiefs, the short yardage stuff. And it's amazing what people think about McCall Hardman, not named Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, because I was baffled the first time they ran that reverse to him in the red zone. I'm like, what? And then he fumbled it, and it was lucky that uh, you know, it didn't get recovered by the Bills. I'm thinking, what are you running to play with him anyway? Right. And everybody like responded to me on X saying the guy should not even be in the league. He's that bad. It, put it this way. <laughs> they better hope that Tony can go in the, divi- in the uh, championship game. I'd rather have Tony out there on the field than this guy. And then they go back to him 
at the goal line. Now, do you think there was enough evidence there to overturn that? Was it absolutely like a fumble and out of bounds, and then it goes through that the end zone? You yes. think so? Convinced. Okay. Right call. They, but they, they get cute. They do stupid stuff. Yes. They're gashing yes. them with Pacheco. Why would you go to the gadget stuff there? It, I, I think back to the game on Christmas against the Raiders when they're backed up inside their own 10 and they run a gadget play in Mahomes fumbles and the Raiders scoop and score. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's right. I mean, play it straight up, will you? At the time when they ran that play to Hardman, Mahomes was 16 of 20 for 209. Yeah. KC as a team ran 16 times for 138 yards. Pacheco, you said, was running 12 for 88. Yes. And yet you do the stupid shove, whatever it was, to Hardman, who is not an effective ball player at this point. That's the kind of thing that worries me. Like, And I know that they have two Super Bowls. Maybe you could argue they should have more than this because of the play calling and how dumb it gets, quite frankly. Yep. So yeah, that, that was, it, 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 they botched it with the fake punt, but they get a second chance after the fumble. And you're thinking, okay, Buffalo can do this. And, and they still lose. And also what happened with that fumble, because of that fumble, you got the second half and fourth quarter under again. Every Kansas City fourth quarter has gone under this year but one, and they're 17-2 and two to the under in the second half. That comes in again. But I, I think it's going to be a whole different animal Sunday going to Baltimore and the nasty defense you're going to see. Absolutely. And you just got you know, zero resistance from Buffalo and the fact that they're, you had so many guys hurt as well. But that's just it's – a, it's a brutal offseason. And they just they, – they can't get over the hump and they can't beat these guys. And now they lose – they lost once – one home game going back in the playoffs since the 70s. Now they've lost back-to-back years at home. You couldn't go to Buffalo and win. Uh, now they get beat again. Absolute killer. Other than the coaching, maybe if they would actually think about making a move here, a flip, uh, what would you do? Are you done with Diggs completely? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Look at his game log, by the way. Oh, yeah, terrible. He's he, a headache. He's a diva. The biggest play of the season, he drops. Nowhere to be found anyways. Right. Yep, Absolutely. And hey, I, have to go, I have to go with a different coach. I have to make some changes, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And then it just see, see Mahomes always able to do this now. Nine, one, and one ATS as a dog. Eight straight up wins. There you go. And I know here I was talking to the guys here. They was avalanche of Kansas City bets. Everything. Kansas City plus the points, money line, and, and the Chiefs get it yeah. done again. Well, I'll give you one thing. This is from Next Gen Stats, what happened yesterday. If the Chiefs can get this from their offensive line against the Ravens, it will be huge because Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones were held to zero pressures on 38 combined pass rushes. That was Oliver's first game without a pressure since week 13 of 2021. I'm with you. I mean, the Bills were banged up and they were losing guys yesterday as well. At one point, they were down to three linebackers on the roster. Three healthy linebackers. So... The Ravens' defense, defensively, it, it will probably be a much different story. But if this offensive line can neutralize the guys on that front to give Mahomes some time, and I get it. I mean, again, the last two games for the Chiefs, the offense getting back to what we think of the Chiefs' offense, right? But you cannot forget about how many players were hurt for the Dolphins and the Bills combined. Right. So you just, that's like, well, how much does that really factor into their offensive output now over the last, you know, uh, eight quarters? Good game on paper. Fascinating handicap. Everyone taking the three and a half already. Because, well, it's Mahomes. He's an underdog. It can't be, right? But you're right. Miami was banged up. Buffalo was banged up. And now we'll see you're taking on the de- best defense in the league in a yep. hostile environment. And certainly the, the Ravens don't beat themselves either. So Harbaugh, much better coach than McDermott. And they're gonna, that's going to be a tough game for him. And the, 
the Ravens have the extra rest. And you just said the grueling game and, and the Ravens had an easy time of it against Houston. So the first book that I noticed with a number out here in Las Vegas anyway, had the Ravens minus three, minus 120. And my, my gut was telling me, you have to absolutely bet Baltimore at that price. But then it's like the, uh, you know, that's the angel on one side or whatever way you want to look at it. And then the devil on the other side of my shoulder is like, dude, you're getting three points or now three and a half with Patrick Mahomes. What are you thinking? So I haven't touched this game. I don't know if I will before well, yeah. kickoff. Well, the whole, yeah, but it was how bad have the Kansas City's offense been all year? Yeah, right. And this is, it's, you're going against the best team in the league. So it's, it's a great game on paper. And you saw the adjustments made by Harbaugh and his staff in the second half oh, against uh, all that all that blitzing that uh, D'Amico Ryan was throwing on their offense. A great coaching job. Yeah, dismantle them in the second half. Total domination. Yep, they couldn't do anything in the first half because the oh. the blitz surprised the daylights out of them. And then the adjustments were great. Um, much more on these games coming up. And uh, if the Bills don't do it for you, I have just a team for you to lose in heartbreaking fashion. It's follow the money here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. It's their guarantee you're going to love every bite. And when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breast and four free rich bone, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. OmahaStakes.com slash VEASAN. Josh Applebaum joins the program now. VEASAN sports betting analyst. You can find his two podcasts wherever you listen to your pods. One's called Market Insights. The other one is Morning Bets. Josh, thanks for the time as always. Let's uh, get your update here and what we're looking at for Championship Sunday 
And where we broadcast from Circa, they had the Niners at minus seven earlier in the day. They are now at minus six and a half, minus 120 to go along with what you think of the Ravens and Chiefs. Take it away. Yeah, Mitch and Paulie, good morning. Great to be with you. So first, before we get into these games, let's go into the past a little bit. What have we seen in this championship weekend historically? Well, if you do like chalk, there's some good there's some good news for you in terms of these favorites. If you look back the last 20 years in terms of the spread, if you are a championship game home favorite, you're 15 and 19 against uh, or sorry, you're 19 and 15 against the spread, 56%. On the money line, these home favorites in the AFC and M- NFC championship game, they're winning 25 and 9 straight up 74%. So is there, there a teaser play if you do like San Francisco to take them down to pretty much a pick them? You know, you could look at Baltimore on the money line. But that's what we've seen historically with these home favorites doing well in this position. Now, to complicate it a bit, though, we have seen dogs go six and four ATS this postseason. And we are seeing some liability really around key numbers and hooks on both of these dogs. If we start with the um, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Ravens game, you know, this game opened some shops as low as minus three for the Ravens. Now, that may have been a little bit low. They got bet up to three and a half. You're starting to see all these three and a halves creep back down to three. So it looks like there could be a disagreement of, hey, lower price. How do you not back the Ravens at such a short number at home where they've looked fantastic? But also, how do you bet against Mahomes getting a hook? Uh, obviously, as a sports better, we can never guarantee the outcome of a game, but we can guarantee that or do our best to get the best number possible. So it looks to me like, you know, if you like the Ravens, a money line opportunity with this historical trend. Uh, if you look at uh, Kansas City, plus three and a half, obviously with Mahomes in the hook. Mahomes did it again yesterday, guys, as a contrarian dog. He's now nine and one against the spread in his career in this spot. Looking at the second game, Detroit and San Francisco, I think it was super important what you just mentioned there, Mitch. Those sevens creeping back down to six and a half. A lot of books opened, you know, minus six and a half, seven for San Francisco. But as you mentioned, all these sevens are juiced up like they're going back down to six and a half. And you do have a great angle here in terms of Dan Campbell as a just overall ATS play, but Dan Campbell in particular as a dog. Campbell in his career. He's only one in one ATS this postseason, but he's 36 and 17 against the spread, 68% in his career. As a dog, he's 22 and 10 ATS, 69% uh, as a dog in his career. So, uh, what are we going to see here? One thing I'm looking at, guys, is it's kind of too early to see where the public is going to go with this one. And I'll harken back to the weekend where on Saturday we had both public dog, uh, both public dogs. Public was taking the points there with Houston, with, um, Houston and Green Bay. But then yesterday, we saw both dogs contrarian opportunities with both Kansas City and Tampa Bay. So where does this thing move? You know, do we stay around these key numbers? Does it does it, you know, finish around the seven or six and a half, three and a half or three? Uh, I think we're gonna have to wait that out a little bit. But as of right now, it looks like there is some liability with KC getting three and a half and with the, the Lions getting seven. And also give you some early props, guys. I tend to wait a little bit later to bet prop bets. Just let's kind of you know get some injury reports. Let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's see where the late money is breaking. But two early prop bets jumped out to me in terms of rushing props. One would be Jameer Gibbs. Guy's electric. You know, only takes you know one catch out of the backfield. He can get you 40 yards. His over-under for receiving yards in the championship game is 23 and a half. It's over minus 120. I'm looking toward maybe betting this thing quick. Uh, He's gone over in both of these postseason games. He had 40 yards against Tampa. He had 43 against the Rams. We tend to see these props really move throughout the week. So if you do like Gibbs out of the backfield, you may want to target that thing now. And then Lamar Jackson uh, had a great game, obviously, uh, against Houston here. He had 11 rushes for 100 yards. And Josh Allen just lit up KC, relatively so, 12 uh, rushes for 72 yards. Now, Lamar Jackson right now is 59 and a half over minus 120. So right off the bat, we're seeing some liability here toward Gibbs and Lamar Jackson with their rushing props. A lot of these receiving props aren't up yet. 
And again, looking at that San Francisco game, Debo Samuel is an injury to monitor. So it's early in the week, guys. I tend to want to wait to see where the public goes. And my question is, will Kansas City and Detroit, be con- will they be contrarian plays or will they be trendy dogs? If they stay contrarian, if Kansas City and Detroit, you know, you can get a three and a half and you can get a seven and they're only getting 30% of bets. To me, as of right now, it's early. I haven't bet it yet, but I'm leaning on the dogs in this spot. All right, let's get a couple of college basketball plays from you tonight as well. North Carolina, uh, they are almost as hot as anybody in the country right now. They're laying eight at home to Wake Forest tonight. Total 156.5. Yeah, Mitch, this is right up my wheelhouse here. We have the most heavily bet game of the day, the most lopsided game of the day with a sharp line move, and it's not on UNC, who's red hot. It's actually the Demon Deacons in this spot. This game opened North Carolina listed as an 8.5-point home favorite. Demon, uh, UNC is now down to uh, from eight and a half down to eight. So if you look at the bet splits here, currently 81% of bets are going with North Carolina. Obvious bet, you know, 15 and three. They've run off a ton of wins here in a row. They're fourth in the country. Meanwhile, uh, Wake Forest is unranked. So 81% of bets are going with North Carolina, yet UNC is falling minus eight and a half down to eight. So why is this line going toward the Demon Deacons if the public is hammering UNC here at home? Tells me you had some smart money. Grab the Demon Deacons, ideally at eight and a half. It's again now down to eight, but a lot of angles to to look toward taking the points with Wake Forest. That's what I'm going to do tonight, guys. Give me Wake in the points. Only 19% of bets, but 40% of the money. So pretty good low bets, higher dollars bet split there top contrarian play and most heavily bet game of the day. Also that by low unranked versus ranked situation, especially in a conference game, kind of like those NFL divisional dogs really lean on these dogs, getting points in these rivalry games, familiarity aspect, leveling the playing field. But if you look at the last two seasons, 55% against the spread unranked teams versus ranked teams. And then also I'm looking at a dog who can score uh, wake Forest is averaging 81 points per game. If you're going to cover this number, you got to keep pace with UNC, maybe backdoor cover. And actually, Wake Forest has a bunch of statistical advantages. They have the better effective field goal percentage, 55 versus 52, better three-point percentage, 39 versus 36, and better free throw percentage, 80 versus 76. So if you're giving me the most heavily bet game of the day, everybody's sweating UNC, yet the line is dipping uh, toward Wake Forest. I'm going Wake Forest in the points here. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Josh Applebaum. You can get his two podcasts wherever you listen to your pods. One is called Market Insights, the other is Morning Bets. Uh, your second game in college hoops tonight, little hardcore action. Montana late <laughs> one and a half against Weber State. Total is 144 and a half here. Uh, what do the numbers tell you today for this uh, matchup? Yeah, so Mitch, I kind of treat these games differently. I think you have to when you're betting college basketball. Like that game we just talked about, Wake UNC. Super heavily bet game, ESPN, you know, great opportunity to go contrarian. When you look at these tinier games, really, I kind of throw away contrarian percentages because, you know, on the day after, obviously, a great uh, weekend of football, no one woke up today and said, you know what, Mitch and Pauly, I got to bet Weber State uh, here in Montana. You just don't have that. The public isn't interested in these tiny games that are later in the night. So what I lean on are line moves in these smaller games. And you're seeing a sharp line move toward Montana. Montana actually opened as low as a pick them minus one. Now they're up to minus one and a half. Now they're juiced up like they may even go to two. So pretty much one-sided movement in favor of Montana. Again, not a lot of public action on this one, but it tells me when this line opened, wise guys said, hey, this is too low on on Montana. Let's hit Montana, cause this line move in their favor. Uh, you look at Ken Palm, he has Montana winning by three. So pretty good edge there. Uh, I'm going to look toward a money line play, guys. If you look at the money line percentages, only 61% bets, but 87% of the money. It's only around minus 120. And in these really kind of short spread games, you know, the odds makers are telling you, hey, this could be a close one. So you'd hate to lay a one and a half or a two, have Montana win by one. You lose your bet. So I'll go money line here. You also look at a good home road split. Montana is seven and two at home. Uh, Wake Forest, uh, you look at uh, Weber State, they're only three and four on the road. 
better offensive efficiency, better rebounding, better free throw percentage. Uh, I'm going to money line Montana here, see if uh, the Grizz can win it for Brent Mossberger, who's uh, the pride and, and legend of Montana. There you go. Great job, Josh. Thanks for the time as always. Best of luck tonight and this weekend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, you too. Um, so I'll give you another bad beat from the weekend, Paulie. I was involved in this one, and that was uh, James Cook. Uh-huh. I had his rushing yards and receiving yards combined over 84 and a half. Now, it goes into that prop and also his rushing yards prop, which was 61 and a half. He had 67 yards rushing entering the fourth quarter. He had 88 combined, right? So he was over on both of them. His final four carries, negative four yards, negative three yards, zero yards, one yard. He finished with 61 yards rushing to go under by a half, and he finished with 82 yards, I believe, rushing and receiving to go under that prop as well. So he was over with a full quarter to play, and then just the running game was completely non-existent from him for the final more than 15 minutes, I believe, actually, in that spot. I was counting my money. It yeah. went over, and then he loses seven yards on the next two runs. Oh, that, that was brutal, man. You had that. You had the Packers not winning the game. You had a golf uh, bad beat. Burns didn't even finish top five. Oh, that was a killer. You had an all-timer in the Clipper game. That I mean, Clipper beat is 22, honestly... Yeah, 22 nothing run to close out the game. Nets didn't score in the last five minutes. Up 11 with five minutes, getting 10 and a half. Oh. They lose by 11. <laughs> and, and the Clippers kept shooting and scoring. That was That's, the other thing. I'm looking at... You're I, supposed to take like the shot clock violation. Yeah, or it was yeah, just yeah. turnover three, turnover dunk. I mean, it was... Hey, here's Kawhi for three, and <laughs> yeah. they're covering. Yeah. It's like, uh, that was uh, unnecessary, buddy. Why'd you do that one? Yeah, yeah. Up next, it cannot get lost what happened between Dan Campbell and Todd Bowles late in the game yesterday. And uh, this one is going to hurt for a long time. Some alarming numbers next on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. This show is brought to you by DraftKings and the man in charge of their sports book joins us now, Johnny Avello. Uh, Johnny, thanks for the time today. How was the weekend? Uh, went really well, guys. Um, you know, Saturday. The two games, I love the way they're positioned, you know, to 130 to 515, a lot of time in between games, a lot of time to get your bets in after the first game. Um, they did, you know, they, in that game, they did bet the Texans. Uh, and in the second game, they bet the 49ers. So the 49ers winning and not covering was an excellent result. So, uh, yeah, good good day on Saturday. Yesterday, they played the Lions. Um, they played the Bills. So, couple of splits there on a, on pretty much the straight money, but still overall a good day for us. We were just talking about this in the previous segment, kicking around the idea of the Bills running it back next year. I, I don't think they can do that. Neither does Paulie. What do you think? Uh, here's what I think is that the Bills have probably the first or second best quarterback in the league. Um, he, they have nothing to show for it. They've pretty similar team to the chiefs over the last five, six years. And, uh, yeah. And so I think it comes down to coaching. I think Sean McDermott does a really poor job. 
and I think they need a change there. That if if you want to win, the, the difference has got to be Andy Reid. So um, I just think they make poor choices, poor game choices, and uh, I I just never felt yesterday that the Bills were going to win that game. I just thought that eventually, mm. if Kansas City needed to score at some point, they would they would get the job done. So even if the Bills scored got the touchdown there late. The bills would have probably, um, the chiefs would have probably came down and scored. I mean, they were just going through them pretty easily. I totally mean, agree. Yeah. If, I mean, if you can't win this one, right, this was the, how bad were the chiefs this year offensively and you finally get them at home and you still can't beat them. Uh, did you think, what were you thinking before the field goal? Were you thinking any way bass was going to make that? I knew it was going to be a tough one. I mean, he, the confidence level certainly wasn't high from him on his kicks. So, uh, and you know, the, he had wind swirling. So the play calling was awful guys. You got the, yes. the middle of the fields open, you know, for seven, six, seven yards, every play. Yep. And they're trying to run with cook who to me has got the first, the slowest first step in footballs or running back. Uh, I don't, and I just don't know. I mean, it, for uh, for a team with so many weapons, uh, for them to be kind of shut down when they get in that red zone a lot is uh, something's wrong. Uh, did you have a lot of liability built up on the Bills when they are around six and six, and their numbers ballooned out to where they were to win the AFC in the Super Bowl? We did. Uh, you know, we had the initial liability on them, and then of course when they were six and six, we had them up in the sixty seventy five to one range. Uh, so we certainly had liability on them then. And so, uh, yeah, they, they were, I think they were our biggest, uh, loss of all the teams that were left. How big was that? And considering here, do you know, do you remember how long you guys were on that Lions Buccaneers game, maybe Lions minus six and a half there. And based on that number, then how big was that missed two point conversion by the Buccaneers? Well, we bounced back and forth between six and six and a half yeah. uh, a few times on that game. So, yeah, that would have been a very poor result, uh, you know, that game fall in six. So, yeah, we, we did definitely did escape that one. Um, I don't know, guys. The, the analytics the analytics that the coaches are using, uh, I heard Mike, Mike Tirico say why they did it, uh, but I just still don't understand it. I, I think – the, you know, go for the get the extra point because if you miss it, I think it takes air out of the team. I think some of the momentum's gone when you miss that, and I just don't understand of why you're going to try to win the game if you need you know you need another score to win the game. You just should try to get back in the game to tie it. So leave the analytics to the odds makers. I think these guys should go back to basic football. Uh, okay, so it feels to me like the Lions are going to be a very public team this week against the 49ers. We're seeing some early reports here that Debo Samuel might be around 50-50 to play this week, and we know what he means overall. In fact, that's what Adam Schefter just tweeted out. He's 50-50 if he can play this weekend. If he can't go, that's somewhat of a game changer. Are you seeing just nothing but early money here on the Lions? Well, we did open this game six and a half last night, We and we got pushed to seven early. And now this morning we're seeing lion money. So we're back at six and a half. So for us, we've seen the action both ways telling us that at least at this point, that seven is not the right number. Uh, Six and a half, the opener was the right number. So, you know, we'll see where that goes from here. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Debo's going to play guys, you know, he'll be, he'll, he'll certainly play and they still got a lot of 
offensive weapons. And, you know, Lions just had two playoff games at home. Now they're going to go on the road. It's it's a little more difficult spot. Not that they can't win this one. They're playing with a high level of confidence. But um, you still got to beat the King. You got to knock the King off the off the pulpit. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that you know, the 49ers are – they're another one of those teams that can score when they need to get that final score for – they find a way to get it done. What do you anticipate in the first game where it's going to be? Is it going to be, well, I can't, I have to take the points with Mahomes, uh, and he's been great as an underdog, or is it the Ravens have been the best team and been so good at home all year? Yeah, you know, the Ravens are a little bit st- different style team. They'll show you times of the game where there's lulls, uh, but their defense is certainly better than the Bills' defense. Um, this game, is going to be a minimum of three minus 20. Uh, does it get pushed to three and a half? We haven't gone there yet. Uh, I guess there's a possibility, but you know, in a game like in a big game like this with a chief team, who's used to winning and uh, keeping games close, I think three and a half is probably a take. That's why we're sitting at this three minus 20 right now. And, nope. uh, but you know, th- could we reach three and a half? Yeah, I think we can get there guys, but then probably with, with light juice on the on the Ravens at three and a half. Yeah, it's not going to go to three flat, as you said, because people who are going to want to get three and a half are just going to be patient, and I'm sure that's going to show at some point. So hence the, the minus 120 right now is what I'm guessing here. They have been elite, Johnny, against really good teams this year. They have 11 wins against teams over 500, and when they show up and bring their A game, I mean, how many times have we seen them where they, they pound these opponents into submission? Yeah, that, that, that's kind of true. By the, by the time the game's over, we have seen that. But they, you know, the games seem to be close when you know during the whole game, you don't you don't feel that's going to happen. So they kind of run away at the end. You know, uh, Andrew's back is a big deal for them. Uh, so you know, they're a different. They're a very fast team. They're they're a well coached team. Uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, I like. I don't put him in the same class. I really don't with a Mahomes. And an Allen, but he is, oh. you know, he's he's a, he's a good runner. Uh, he throws the ball pretty well. I just think those other two guys are are, are special. I put him in a, a A category. I put those guys in A plus. Who MVPs, Johnny? Come on. Yeah, I know it. I know it. He is MV. He's going to win the award MVP. I, I get all that, but uh, I still. Who would you have in the game? Who would you like to have in the game? Probably Mahomes would be your number one guy, right? Oh, he's yeah, yes. he's number one. Yes, yeah. I would take Jackson over yeah. Allen, though. You wouldn't, you know. I think I'm going to go back to what I said. I think Allen um, could be coached a little bit differently. You can't keep running like this, guys. You know, uh, Cam Newton found that out over years. You just can't keep taking off with the ball in this league, uh, and and so Allen's, you know, he's still going to do it, and he's still a threat, but. I don't know if you can have design plays for quarterbacks running a lot during the course of the game. They're going to get their bell rung eventually. There you go. What's what's your best case scenario for a Super Bowl? Which matchup do you want to see? Uh, I think the 49ers um, Chiefs is probably a good good result for us if both of those teams make it. There has been some Raven money, and there certainly has been some Lion money. Uh, you know, the Lions were in the double digits mostly the whole year except for this final week but uh you know there's certainly some some been some line play all year long all right there you go DraftKings sportsbook director sports betting hall of famer johnny avello uh thanks johnny we appreciate the time 
You're welcome, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Yep, you too. Johnny doesn't like it. I do. I, I didn't like the play call, but why go for two down eight? The odds of converting a two-point conversion once in one try higher than failing twice. Yeah, it's around 50, what, 5%? Yeah, that's what Colin, yep. On the two-point conversion? If the team converts on the first two-point try, it only needs the extra point on the second touchdown to win the game. If I fail, I know i got to go for it the second time. Kicking two extra points maximizes the chance to reach overtime. Attempting a two-point conversion when down eight maximizes the chance to win the game, which is the ultimate goal. And I go back to what LaFleur did earlier this year when they beat the Saints. Yeah. And he did it, and it worked out. It's happening more and more. I mean, just people love to play the result, though. They just it, they love to say, I told you so, if it doesn't work. You right. don't hear a damn word if it works. Right. But when it fails and you're down eight, then it's when you got these artifacts and relics and the you know the Phil Sims and all the Bill Cowers about, oh, no, what are you doing? Oh, it's all, it's all results-based. Yes. Um, you're right, because how many, how many people were saying, uh, those same people would say when LeFleur did that against the Saints, unbelievable job. That's what, They probably didn't. They probably avoided the topic altogether. No one said a word. You know? Absolutely right. Uh, right. And so when Todd Bowles did that against the Bills earlier this year in a primetime game, yes. they scored. It was 24-18. Okay, if they get the ball back and score again, then they kick the extra point, win 25-24. Again, probably not a peep. Maybe at that point they would because that was a primetime game, but you get my point. Johnny also said it wasn't a bad landing spot when the Houston game fell 44. Yeah. That surprised me. Maybe not as much action as like... Yeah, right. But, you know, 46 was available and 43 and a half was available. And then it comes 44. You like the over in the Chiefs-Ravens game that we said earlier? No, I think the Lions game. Lions game? That's high scoring, yeah. Let's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Up next, win some, lose some. A moose in a basketball game. Honestly, this should be impossible. Paulie with the details next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VSEN daily newsletter. Adam Burke previews both championship games today and talks about how big the Samuel injury is. Expert analysis, latest odds, straight to your inbox, absolutely free. VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Go get it. Michael Lombardi joins the program now, longtime NFL executive. Uh, his show, Lombardi Line, here on VEASAN, is at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, and the podcast is called GM Shuffle. comes out twice a week. Michael, good morning. Thanks for the time, as always. We appreciate that. Uh, the Bills cannot get beyond the biggest hurdle in their way, and that is named Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. We've kicked this around a few times on the show today. Do you think the Bills will make any drastic changes now that their season's done? I mean, I can't think so. I mean, he's four and five in playoff games, Sean McDermott, uh, five and six with Josh Allen. You know, for all the people that stand out there and scream that Belichick's a horrendous coach, but he had Tom Brady. Well, how do they handle this one? How do they handle this? Is, is With Josh Allen, a generational-type talent at quarterback, and they can't get to the conference champion. They can't get to where they have to go. They've been to one conference championship game. And so I don't believe they will, but when you really break the game down, it was very similar to the game they played in Kansas City where the Tony lined up offsides. I mean, the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills controlled time of possession. They controlled the game, had the ball for 37-plus minutes, but they could never stop really Kansas City. Kansas City hurt themselves with an interception and a fumble in that game. In this game, we had the, the Hardeman fumble, which would have put the game further away. Fortunately, they were able to get on the fumble that Allen had. So uh, defensively, for all the conversations and all that talk, this Bills team couldn't throw the ball very effectively, couldn't do make big plays yesterday. And then when you only put a team in five third downs all day, I mean, how do you think you're going to win that game? That I can't believe. Five. I mean, they. Just, what were the yards? Would you say yards per play were seven? Well, seven. It, it was seven point seven to four point seven. I oh. mean, Kansas City. Kansas City barely had. But Kansas City only had the ball for twenty two minutes. See, time of possession is the meaningless number. If you don't score touchdowns, this game was a living testament to mm-hmm. how I believe you must run the football. But if you don't make explosive plays in the passing game, it's hard to score points. Buffalo went from the three-minute mark remaining in the third quarter to the end of the game without scoring another point. And so, therefore, you know, you're not going to win games if you don't score in the fourth quarter. Now, people say, well, they missed the field goal. Well, it's never one play. If Diggs catches the deep pass, it would, change, it would have changed yep. the whole game. But this offense has really had a hard time really being explosive in the passing game. And defensively, they're small. People can run the football. We saw Cincinnati do it last year. I mean, Kansas City doesn't even want to run the ball, and they ran it down. Pacheco didn't play in the game before. Nobody talked about that. And he played in this game, and he was the difference in the game because he's really mm-hmm. hard to tackle. I thought Kansas City's tackling in this game was probably the biggest thing that they, they, they did poorly because they were willing to let them run the football. They weren't going to give up a play down the field. Okay, so then looking forward to the AFC title game. It depends on where you look. The Ravens are either 3-120 or 3.5, even money, is the favorite here at home to the Chiefs. Which side do you lean early on in the week here, Michael? 
I lean Baltimore. I think Baltimore will play much better defense against Kansas City. Look, I think, and I've said this on my show and I've said it on the pod, Kansas City has played much better offensively over the last three weeks. They've stopped trying to be a big play offense, and they just tried to run their offense. They've gone back to old school West Coast, and Mahomes has really done a wonderful job of taking the profits. He's not trying to force it. He's reading it out. He's making the throws that he makes. And, you know, they're able to they're willing to run the football. But Baltimore does a good job of making teams play left handed. And then when you really watch Kansas City, go back to the Raider game when the Raiders had the ball and the Chiefs were kind of getting back into the game on the final drive. What happened? The Raiders ran the ball down their throat, put the game away. You can run the football on on Kansas City. You can. And if you can run the ball and Baltimore can run the ball effectively, it sets up everything that they do. And they will be able to win the matchups on the outside, something that Buffalo couldn't do. You know, and I think that's what favors them. So I, I lean Baltimore early in the week. Okay, so you can also run the football. As the Packers showed on Saturday night, Aaron Jones, I thought, should have had more carries in that game. Uh, that could have been like some sort of a blueprint here for the Lions. But do you trust this team to run the ball enough against the 49ers, even if it's working? You know, I, I think you have to run the ball to slow down their rush. The key to the game is always can you keep their defensive line from affecting the game? And that's the one thing the Packers did. They were able to, you know, you didn't hear Bosa's name mentioned. You didn't hear yep. Chase Young's name mentioned. Yep. But what happened was they did a great job of adjusting the game plan out. And on the last four drives of the game, we, Jordan Love was not a very good player. It just did, He was not effective in those last four drives of the game. And that's really, at the end of the day, what cost them. When you're watching the game live, you feel like they're going to make plays, but he wasn't able to make the plays in the red zone, and he wasn't able to. Actually, San Francisco outgamed him 5-7 per play to 5.2. Uh, that's not going to be the case when they play the Lions. I, I'm not quite sure how the Lions keep winning the way they give up yards on offense, defense. You know, I know they're good offensively, but and I know their offensive line does a good job. But, you know, to me, that was a game that Tampa had a chance. They just had too many negative plays. Credit Detroit for having blitzes tall timely. I don't think that's going to happen against San Francisco. And I was shocked that the Bucks were able to run the ball effectively against the Lions. Yeah. If Kyle Shanahan can run the ball on you, you're in real trouble. Well, that's a good point there, too. Uh, all your years in the league and being a GM, what do you think of Ben Johnson with four interviews uh, this past weekend and Aaron Glenn with two? Well, I mean, you know, those guys, they have their – they're not really in-depth interviews, right? They're not going – they're not spending a lot of time going over the team that they're interviewing for. They're going over who they are and what they do and kind of what they see their vision for. So I, I think that's kind of – it's a get-to-know-you. You know, when you look at Ben Johnson, you wonder – you know, he looks like a guy who calls plays. I don't know what he'll be like as a leader, right? He doesn't mm -hmm. have to worry about leading the Lions because that's Campbell's job. Campbell handles all that. You know, I, I think Ben Johnson's a really good strategist. He's a really good tactician in terms of calling plays. I just don't know what his personality's like. He's from the Adam Gase school. You know, Adam Gase trained him. He, that's where he's from. That's how he ended up getting to Detroit. So it'll be interesting. And I think those interviews that he's having is really about getting to know him and what kind of leader he is more than what he thinks of your team and how he would build that team. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if we get chalk this weekend, you like the Ravens, sounded there like uh, you're leaning the 49ers as well because the Lions probably won't continue to get away with what they have been. If that happens, DraftKings right now, they have up the 49ers, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. We just saw the game on Christmas night. It was a bloodbath. Ravens killed them. What would you make of that number? 
I'm shocked that the Niners – I think the Niners' power rating is a little off, especially when you look defensively. You can make plays on them defensively. Now, you've got to be balanced and throw the football. I think it's the year of Harbaugh. I've been saying it on my yeah. show. I think it's the year of Harbaugh. I, I think that the, this, this Raven team is connected. I mean, that, that's a 31-3 to game without the punt return. They dominated yeah. the game. Yeah. They made great adjustments in the second half. You know, look, I like San Francisco's team as well. But I think once you play them, and, and if you can play from in front and neutralize their off defensive line, which hasn't been dominant, right? Like that, you didn't barely felt that defensive line out there. Now maybe it was because the field was slide. You know, they'll have a hard time against the Lions because the Lions can protect, right? We said that about the Packers. The Packers could pass protect. They mm-hmm. were going to be able to throw the ball because they could. Now credit Steve Wilkes for adjusting his game and really forcing it. And Aaron Jones, you know, like you said earlier, he ran the ball. Probably should have run it more. I think Baltimore's the best team that I've seen so far. Give me some dirt. What are you hearing here about what happened with these coaching moves? And let's start with your friend Belichick. Well, I think, I think look, Belichick is uh, – he's going through the – it's the discovery process too, right? So they're, they've got to find out about him. You know, the one thing about the NFL that you have to know and understand as fans is there's a lot of self-preservation. You bring Belichick into your company, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't going to be there anymore. So people yeah. are fighting to keep their jobs. It's the same thing in every other place. I, I think there's a surprise candidate at the Chargers that no one really knows about. And I think there could there could be a decisions coming there. Ooh. I don't know if it's if it's going to be Harbaugh or not, but I think there is a surprise candidate there. Uh, I, I think some of these jobs will start to to kind of resonate. Carolina, it seems like Dan Morgan's going to become the general manager, and then they're going to hire whether it's Dan Quinn, whether it's uh, Evero, or whether they can get Ben Johnson. I don't know, but that's the tr- that's where they're headed. And you know, I think ultimately Seattle will be a defensive coach, no question. I think Pat Graham's in good shape there in terms of what he wants to in terms of his interview process and Aaron Glenn in Tennessee. But this is the week now, guys, where you can have in-person interviews, right? So they can bring you to the facility. And this is really when you peel back the layers and find out who's really involved. In 30 seconds here, how big of a surprise are we talking? Not asking to name names here, but if the Chargers would make a surprise hire, like is it a level 10, like knock, our socks are going to get knocked off? I think it would be a low. If this happens, I think it would be an eight. I mean, it's going to be a proven coach. Okay. All right, Michael. Thank you as always. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. There you go. Thank Lombardi you. line today, one o'clock Eastern, ten Pacific. New podcast as well with Femi Abemafe. It's called GM Shuffle out a little bit later on this morning. I don't think it's going to happen now. Well, Har- Har- would have been done already. If it's a surprise and it's not Harbaugh, then oh, is boy. he? Does he go back to Michigan? Maybe. Probably. In-pocket plays are coming up next on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.